Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawant Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, making life easier. Life doesn't have to be hard. Yes, there are times we need to endure, struggle through, and rely on our survival skills, but we don't have to make life, growth, recovery, change, or our day-to-day affairs that hard all the time. Um, you know, I... I I did, I did a strengths finder um, and it evaluated your strengths and you know I was combining that with like internal family systems and looking at what parts that I disowned and uh, two was a, a strength of mine was command you know this making decisions and for so much of my life as an adult I think post trauma traumatic events and that really recovering you know everything seemed to be hard particularly decision making and you know, what recovery has shown me has given the ability that even big th- things don't, you know, and I also think that there's a fractured relationship with time as far as how um, how long things take, you know, how much money costs and a vagueness and shame produced by, com- you know, completely dysfunctional family system. You know, it's like I've come very far and, and, and my relationships with my parents have improved significantly. But, you know, as uh, Pia Melody says, um, you know, accountability, not blame, accountability. And I realized, you know, the rooms have taught me, you know, I could ask myself those questions. What would it look like if it was easy? What would it look like if it was fun? You know, what would it look like to throw money at the problem? That was another thing that was kind of discouraged. Um, you know, what, what would it look like to rest or to take a break even? Uh, back to the reading. Having life be that hard is a remnant of our martyrdom. Yep. Uh, I would call that a step six. A leftover from old ways of thinking, feeling, and believing. We're worthy even when life isn't that hard. Our value and worth are not determined by how hard we struggle. If we're making it that hard, we may be making it harder than it needs to be, said one woman. Learn to let things happen easily and naturally. Learn to let events and our participation in them fall into place. It can be easy now, easier than it has been. We can go with the flow, take the world off our shoulders, and let our higher power ease us into where we need to be. Today, I will stop struggling so hard, I will let go of my belief that life and recovery have to be hard. I will replace it with the belief that I can walk this journey in ease and peace, and sometimes it can actually be fun. The next reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic being vulnerable. Part of recovery means learning to share ourselves with other people. We learn to admit our mistakes and expose our imperfections, not so that others can fix us, rescue us, or feel sorry for us, but so we can love and accept ourselves. This sharing is a catalyst in healing and changing. Many of us are fearful of sharing our imperfections because that makes us vulnerable. Some of us have tried being vulnerable in the past and people try to control, manipulate, or exploit us where they made us feel ashamed or you know, I think a lot of times use that information or it felt like the perception would be that it would be used against in a court of law, like no statute of limitations. Back to the reading, which sounds ridiculous saying out loud. We learn from our mistakes and despite our mistakes, it is still a good thing to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and honest. We can learn to choose safe people with whom to share ourselves. We can learn to share appropriately so we don't scare or push people away. We can also learn to let others be vulnerable with us. Today, God, help me learn to be appropriately vulnerable. I will not let others exploit or shame me for being vulnerable, and I will not exploit myself. 
The next reading comes from ACA's The Strength, uh, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic, the non-dominant hand. After introducing ourselves to the, this gives me goosebumps because this is what, you know, you know, separates, I think, ACA from any other program that I've been. After introducing ourselves to the child within, we can ask other questions. We write out the question with our dominant hand and write the reply with the other hand. Big Red Book, page 305. We used to be afraid of our feelings. We thought we knew how we felt. We knew all about how others felt at all times, but we never developed the discipline of listening to ourselves because we were punished in our families for doing so. Some of us recreated that same punishing silence within ourselves, in our work, and romantic relationships. Wow. We used to be afraid of our feelings. Now I, I realize that feelings are a guide. You know, it could be to hunger or what I need. We thought we knew how we felt. We knew all about how others felt at times. I think that's why I read it so much. But we never developed the discipline of listening to ourselves because we were punished in our family for doing so. Some of us recreated, I love that, the discipline of listening to ourselves. Some of us recreated that same punishing silence within ourselves in our work and romantic relationships. When the hurt becomes too great, we are willing to go to any lengths to recover. We do things that are scary because we are building trust with our sponsor, fellow travelers, and our higher power. We seek to the answers to our past however we find them. Non-dominant handwriting is an important tool in getting to early memories. We try answering questions by writing in crayon with our non-dominant hand. It has worked for others before us. Most importantly, we are building trust with those voices inside us that we have needed to speak to for longer than long. You know, I think I need to prioritize this much more so than step work, or actually equal, I guess. They want to contact us and discharge the poison they have been holding back to save us from pain. We start to feel safer as we begin to heal and become ready to hear our history. On this day, I will trust the messages I get doing non-dominant handwriting because what is said is true for that part of me. I will listen without trying to push the feelings back down. I will give the words inside me a space to breathe. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. Topic, newcomers. There's great joy awaiting you to watch a frightened or foggy newcomer attend his or her first meeting and watch that person open up. When we were arrived at our first ACA meeting, we weren't sure what to expect. Very nervously, we walked in and found a place to sit anyway. Some of what they read made no sense. I remember loving the literature, not clear how they would get through such a big book reading it, uh, you know, one paragraph at a time. And it took me a while to figure out, you know, when they would say you were heard because as a child, you weren't heard. And I think about, you know, that phone call as a newcomer that day in a DC gym and my life changed my life changed our minds went in and out of focus the laundry list got our attention and people's shares brought up a bundle of feelings I think the anger started coming there were rules about sharing and we were pretty nervous to make a mistake so some of us didn't share silence felt safe and familiar some of us did share, either simply stating facts or like a gushing faucet unable to turn off. Timidly, we wondered, could this be our answer? We attended more meetings. We got to know a few faces and we learned their stories. We opened up slowly. Now and then we chatted with members after the meeting or in between meetings by phone. Before we knew it, these people felt like family. 
We joined together and supported each other as we all recovered from our childhood effects. When newcomers walk in, perhaps looking dazed and afraid, we smile and welcome them while remembering we were once in their shoes. On this day, I will remember how I felt when I started ACA. I admire my courage and dedication just as I do for everyone who walks in the door of my meeting. And that concludes today's readings of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where my higher power is and to be still and know. And I'll add one more. Don't just do something. Sit there.